Hello everyone and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. This is the show that gives you the stories behind the songs from some of the best bands and singers that are making fun, informative, educational, catchy, and occasionally silly songs for children and families. I'm your host, Patrick Adams, and each episode of Kindy Rockstars will feature an artist and a featured song. So let's get to this week's show. Welcome, everybody, to Kindy Rockstars. My guest today is my friend, Christopher. Welcome to the show. Hi, Patrick. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, coming to us from the beautiful country of Canada, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into Kindy music. All right, Patrick. Thank you. So I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a dad, I'm a teacher, and I've always been a songwriter since I've been about 14 years. Uh, and so I, my beginning in music was, was when I was very, very young, learning to play piano and violin and cello. And then, of course, I kind of discovered guitar on my own. And, and at that point, I think I kind of, that was nearly 30 years ago. So I've been writing songs since I've, I've been about 14. So for 30 years, I've been, I've been writing songs. Um, of course, I, as many people do, maybe I took a big break when I had kids. I have three kids of my own. 12 and nine. Um, so when they were young, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't play music very much. I was busy teaching full time and taking care of my kids and uh, just having, a, having a busy life being a dad. Um, and, and that's still a big part of my identity. But as they're getting older, uh, I find myself with a little more time. I'm, uh, I'm writing more songs and I'm writing songs for kids, but I think, well, I don't think I know. I also, I also write songs about kids about my own kids and their kind of uh, foibles and their the lovable things they do and the not so lovable things they do. Uh, so that's uh, that's what I do now. I, I kind of observe my life with them. It's and not just them, but also myself. How I react and how I deal with what's going on. How I feel about being dad and being responsible for kids and have the, uh, you know have having that be part of my identity. That's that's definitely a big part of, of what I write. Yeah, kids are an endless, endless source of inspiration. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your sound. You know, the song we're going to feature today, I I get a very uh, sort of vintage vibe off of it. Uh, But I could see the song firmly planted in a Disney movie with uh, especially the the under the under the sea part. Uh, Not that I'm bringing up the Little Mermaid at all, but (laughs) I, I could just envision you know, some animation in a movie going on with this song. Yeah, thank you. Well, I take that as a compliment. It's meant to be kind of visual journey. So, so we can talk about, we can talk about lyrically, you know, how, let's talk about that for a moment, how it's kind of a mission for me to, to write lyrics pretty carefully in a pretty, uh, 
a pretty crafted way to, to bring out certain images and certain, not just images, but also smells and sounds and feelings and things like that. It's really about, you know, if you study writing or poetry or lyrics, it's kind of one of, one of, the, one of the main things you want to do to evoke and to get your audience in is to, to talk about things that's relative to their experience, but maybe say it in a bit of a surprising way or add a new twist or, or add some kind of sensory information. And I, I find that, you know, I don't, I don't write it particularly for kids. I write it, you know, I, I think kids will appreciate it, but I think that, yeah, oh, this lyric excites me if I talk about, you know, sea stars, the fact that they're on the ground. And that's, that's interesting because stars are in the sky, but stars are on the ground, that connection. Um, and, and other things like that, other kind of images that are in song that I try to present. In terms of my sound, it's, uh, I, I've kind of been through so many uh, stages. I, was, I won't say phases, so many stages of what music I've loved and listened to throughout the years. But an, an early, still a teenager when I was in full on in the 90s, grunge music, that was kind of music I was loved and thought was the best and wanted to play and be in a band. And I, and I did that not very well. Um, but the music that I, I was exposed to some other music at that time, and that was kind of real, what I would call real deep American, real, real American music, um, early jazz, uh, Doc Watson playing guitar like nobody's business songs, you know, Appalachian folk songs, country songs, and blues songs, because he's a real, he can do it all. Um, the guy that really kind of drew my attention in terms of personality and pitch and how he how he crafts a song you see actually he's not really a songwriter he's a song interpreter and that's Leon Redball just just how he was putting across in his interpretation of the song doing funny voices singing high low singing novelty songs but man if you listen to his choices on guitar his chords his licks his fills just why well, it just makes it just made me want to learn how to play guitar like so, so I spent some time more recently in life. I was, I would say, kind of a pretty standard guitar player um, until probably about five years ago. I thought, man, I want to play. I want to play a little bit like like Doc Watson, not in terms of flat picking, but in terms of finger style. Learn some chords like Neon Redbone. Do some cool licks in between. Nothing, nothing super fast and flashy, but just interesting. Like being able to do some, a couple things at the same time on guitar. That was really kind of fascinating me and so that's what I kind of since I, I've learned how to do some of that I love to put that in my music yeah we could we could do a whole deep dive into 90s grunge I, <laughs> I, I formed my musical tastes in the early 80s so okay. um, you know synthesizer music and Hungry Like the Wolf and some of those oh, yeah. great great songs from that era uh, but then I got into grunge in the 90s too so yeah, when, when you have so many musical influences, they they seep in because it, it's what you like, and I think it's it's really interesting to to go back to to grab influences like you did, uh, just because the the melding of styles just makes for such fascinating music. And as we all know, making music for children, any genre fits. You know, it's it's yeah. one of those rare things that you, you could make uh, children's music out of just about any genre. Yeah, that's true, and they're and they're good. Um, it, sometimes, if I was gonna you know play for adults, write a song for adults, I'd be like, well, you know, I'd have a certain crowd in mind or a certain venue, and I'd be like, well, early jazz is gonna fly, so we 
at it, whatever. But for kids, I would never worry about, I would never worry about that. I would think if, if, if I have a strong feeling, a strong core of a song, a strong kind of lyric, and straight ahead blues works for it good i don't care kids kids don't care they'll they'll enjoy it i won't i won't have that kind of i won't have to think my audience that way i know they'll just if i'm doing something authentic i'm pretty sure they'll appreciate it and that so far seems, seems to have been the case thank you kids <laughs> all right so the song we're going to feature this is from your most recent album tuba blues which i think just came out in april um, tell us a little bit about that album and the making and, uh, you know, kind of what inspired the music on it. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to talk about that. So yeah, Tuba Blues came out in April. I recorded it, uh, on my own at my house. I think as many artists do, um, but, but the exciting, that's, that's the, you know, this, this part that most of us do. The exciting part is, uh, I reached out to some people to add, add, um, their, their talents, um, and so I got some great people to play on it. One, and, and one of them, the, I mean, the, the tuba of Tuba Blues is a man named Jay Burr. He's actually my name. He lives within maybe. But I still sent him the tracks in Hamilton, Ontario, where I'm from. So I still sent him the, the tracks of the song. And he, because his, he has a great home setup, it's a little better than mine. Uh, so he recorded his tuba and trombone tracks at his house and sent them back to me. So I, I, never, I never had a first session with Jay. He played... He played tuba on my first album as well. We did have some in-person sessions, but this time I didn't at all. But he did a great job, you know, just emailed, you know, went back and forth a couple of times and did arrangements. And great job. So he did tuba, tuba blues, you know, that never, I never saw how we made the album. Um, and then uh, the drums were recorded in New Orleans, which, which is so exciting to me because that's, that's such a cool music city. Um, but by a guy from, from Hamilton, uh, Adam Coolset, he, he did his thing very generously and very patiently, you know, really, and, uh, you know, maybe sometimes, are you a percussionist? Pat? I am not. Okay. So, so maybe sometimes people like you and me who are percussionists, you know, think like, what, let's put drums on, how hard can that, but I really appreciated Adam saying, you know, what, do you want this kind of feel, or let me give you two tapes before you say anything, you know, listen, and he really, you know, sees percussion as, as, an instrument that's the building a voice of the song. And I really appreciate this. this, this um, so I had Adam from New Orleans do drums. And then, and then finally I got kind of excited. It was kind of a shot in the dark. I didn't know if it was happening, if it could happen, but I got kind of a music legend, uh, Ken White, uh, to play um, guitar, harmonica, and mandolin, and I'll bit by bit. Um, and if you don't know Ken White, he's uh, he played on Rappi's first album. So he's like, Oh, nice. Everybody can you know, rapping. But Ken Whiteley was the guy that did some of the arrangements. And really beautiful slide guitar playing, harmonica. When you hear that on single songs for the very young song, uh, somebody playing a really rooty style kind of guitar. That's Ken White. Because he lives in Toronto, an hour from where I live. And uh, he, he did some wonderful tracks for me on my kind of gospel blues songs. So. Yeah, recorded at home in isolation alone, but with these great kind of interactions, uh, reaching out to people and having them just say yes and yes and yes. This is great stuff to create, create different layers and different levels to, to kind of enhance my songs. 
Yep. Now I love that we live in an age where we can we can do our thing and then send it off and it comes back even better than it was before. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more about the um, the scene there in Canada. So I, I, I've interviewed a few people from Canada and. Um, but I don't think I've interviewed too many from Ontario. So how is the, the yeah. kids' music scene there? It's such a such an interesting and question for me um, because I mean, so so Canadians are huge. We're huge in kids' music because Rafi is the guy that that everybody you know harkens back to. Uh, Sharon Lewis and Bram were a huge you know influence on me when I was listening as a child, um, and they're just. There are so many, you know, they're, they're giants. They're giants in the field. Um, and, and now there's, there's a couple. Canada's enormous. Like, it's just a huge place. So Will Street's doing his thing on the West Coast. He's a great you know, songwriter and performer. He's a very busy performer, doing lots of stuff out there. Occasionally comes to Ontario. Um, but, and of course, Fred, Fred Penner is a big guy too. Um, but, and, and there's other, there's other people I would say that are like kind of doing their thing in their hometown, maybe a bit more successful at finding audiences, to be honest, on the internet outside of Canada. If I look at who's listening to the internet, I have a lot of listeners in the UK and Australia and the States, and I have some kind of from where I live in Canada, but really a lot of my audiences come from uh, the wonderful world of digital kids radio um, in, in the UK and also in states programs like podcasts like yours and, and other radio programs that are putting kids music out there and there's kind of hate to say it but i have to say it there's real kind of lack of that yeah in canada for a country our side there's not a dedicated there's not a radio there's not one radio show that i that i know of hopefully you'll get lots of angry emails saying yeah i have a kids radio show <laughs> i'll know where they are then but, we'll know who they are exactly. But as of now, like it's it's a bit of a desert. So I just kind of do my thing in my neighborhood. I get gigs in, in my neighborhood, starting to play some festivals uh, locally in Hamilton and, and a little bit beyond. Because um, they always, you know, the summer festivals always have kids stages and, and always need somebody. So, so I'm getting to the point of getting booked for those, which I appreciate. Um, yeah. So that's that's the music scene in Canada right now that I. Mm -hmm. Very good. All right. You going to talk about your song that we're going to feature today? Sure. Sure. Under the Sea, Up on the Moon. So a lot right. going on in that song. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but tell me tell me what inspired it and how you came up with it. So it, I write on different instruments. I'll write on, I used to write mainly on guitar, but doing a bit more on piano now. But once in a while, I'll, I'll just be strumming the ukulele for something. It's like, to me, that's like a fun one. It's not work. If I'm playing ukulele, it's just having a good time. And, and I was playing a little bit of blues on the ukulele. It's kind of odd. It's a little, it's a little strange to get your blues, but it's. I, I found out it's very possible. So I was kind of just playing ukulele, thinking about, you know, thinking languid, easy thoughts. It just kind of came to me. I'm sitting in my backyard playing ukulele, doing some blues stuff, and. Uh, yeah, I, I love the song Octopus's Garden, and I'm very aware of how kind of the, you know, the under the sea. So I, the first line of my song, very much like that, but a little bit different. Um, so that's a bit of a reference, because that's one of my favorite songs from when I was um, 
And so, yeah, as, as we were talking about a little bit before the podcast, just fleshing out images. But with that song, it doesn't need to be that, you know, it's, it's kind of has an ambling direction. It doesn't need to have a, a point or a message. I, I think sometimes as kids writers, we think like, ah, oh, we need to make this song to demonstrate the positivity of friendship or something like that. <laughs> and there's great songs. There's great songs about that. But also sometimes it's good to just, you know, say some fun words, put some fun images together by really hoping that kind of blend of the images and the different kind of instruments that are in that song will kind of just take people on a trip, just let kids listen and say, oh yeah, that would be cool to do this together to see and see some of the and see some of the stars. And then, and, then what, and then the second half, of course, is up on the moon, so it's kind of contrast, but also just the journey that probably I'm never going to take. Maybe, you know, many of our listeners might not get to the moon. Some will, hopefully. Um, and so that's a whole other, you know, how would it, I try to think, I try to think um, sometimes naively when I write, I try not to stuff in my own brain. Like, yeah, you're never going to make it to a from rocket. I try to say, no, 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 no. But remember when I believed, I thought maybe I could and that I needed to take a container, probably some good stuff I need to bring back. So I try to, you know, try to turn off the adult part of my brain that says, ah, it's, it's impossible. And listen to the kid part that says, huh, yeah. That would be exciting, and to just follow that along. So I just kind of let that pull me along until until a song came to me. Yeah, and no, I have a I have a similar sort of line in one of my songs, "Hot Air Balloon." It, the the verse kind of goes, "Fly up to the moon in a hot air balloon." And of course, as an adult, you're going to think, "Well, you can't fly <laughs> to the moon," but as a kid, why not? <laughs> Maybe <Yeah>. you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it's. I think it's I think it's great. I think kids. It's so lovely that they. I don't know that they believe that, that that they believe in magic, and and it's lovely when adults can also, hey, because you don't have to stop, you know. It takes maybe a little bit more effort, you know, in the face of the realities of our lives, but we can still, you know, we can still use our imagination. We have time to sus- magical thoughts. <laughs> we have time to suspend logic. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope our I hope grownups can do that. All right, well, let's check out the song. Here is Under the Sea, Up on the Moon by my friend Christopher. I'd rather be I'd rather be under the sea I'd rather be I'd rather be under the sea They've got some fish down there Dressed like clowns If you want to see stars Just look down I read about a shark As big as a bus I hope it comes by Gives a ride to us the sea I'll see you soon I'll see you soon up on the moon I'll see you soon I'll see you soon up on the moon Above my roof 
Under the Sea, Up on the Moon by my friend Christopher. All right, let everybody know where they can stream and download that song, find your album to stream, download, buy, and how they can connect with you on social media. All right, very cool. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, so the first uh, first streaming site I'm going to direct people to is Bandcamp. Uh, my music's on Bandcamp. That's where I uh, sell it. If, if you'd like to support, if you'd like to download the album, you can name your price, whatever you want. Hey, it's fine song or for album from my newest album Tuba Blues and also my older stuff so if you uh, support my efforts that way please go to Bandcamp find my friend Christopher on Bandcamp and that gives you an option to actually of course you can stream it uh, in all the usual places um, it's on playlists on, on Spotify in some places um, and also Apple Music Amazon Music uh, hey and here actually I do want to mention this one because I've, I've had some really fun videos made of my song Get Dressed on TikTok and Instagram Reel. So you can, you can find all of my music on this platform. So if you're inspired, if you have a cool idea, uh, musical background for your, uh, for your videos on short videos on Instagram or TikTok, you, all, my, all my songs are there. So check them out. There's some really funny videos for, uh, for Get Dressed on TikTok you can check out. And 
that is where my music is. Unless you're in Hamilton, Ontario, where I live, in which case it's you know on, on street corner somewhere. There you go. Yeah, and your website is myfriendchristopher.ca. You got it. Yep. Excellent. All right. So one last question. What is in store for you for the rest of 2022? Yeah, well, it's an exciting, it's actually quite an exciting time right now. I've, I've just, I'm playing lots of shows, one or two shows every weekend locally in Hamilton, surrounding area. I'm playing the Telling Tales Festival, which is a big kind of liter, literary festival. It's a literacy festival for kids, an author's festival. People like Robert Bunch have come to read at this festival in uh, just outside of Hamilton, Ontario. So I'm really excited to play their stage uh, in late September. Um, but also I've just been given a, a grant by, by Factor, um, which is a foundation assisting Canadian talent on recording, I think. Uh, they've just given me a grant, so I'm gonna do some more recording. Um, and you know, I know we were talking about the kind of the magic of long distance, but I'm really hoping that late this summer, maybe in September, I'm going to be able to go into a studio with some other musicians face-to-face in a circle and do some kind of some live recording. So I've got some funding to do that. So I'm really looking forward to recording my next batch of songs. They're already written. They're, they're almost arranged. I've got a dozen songs or more, you know, lots of songs about, like, kids living with dads and other grown-ups <laughs> as well. Um, and some, I, I feel like some, some of my best songs. So I'm really excited that I'm going to be doing some more recording and that I'm starting to play uh, bigger stages as well. Awesome. Well, my friend Christopher, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having you on. Okay. Thanks so much, Patrick. All right. Take care.